0: for the workshop Wednesday, everyone. Thank you and yours for tuning in to the Dose. the Dose. That's the Magic Man over there. Would you look at him? Would, Would you look at, look at him? him? We got Byron, the beast behind the glass, Philson. Yep. Good Hello, to Byron. see you, fella. Hey, guys. hey, man. And back for round nineteen in the Daily Dose <laughs> Studios, <laughs> a true vet. Someone that arguably has had more mic time than Mark or myself, Brian Gubernick is yes, back in the house. Yes.
1: Guys, yeah, I'm grateful to be back. Um, I was wondering what was going on. And uh, you hadn't called, you hadn't written, you hadn't texted. I thought maybe, maybe I didn't perform. Maybe that was your last well, show. Maybe something didn't go right. I thought maybe finally Mark broke and he couldn't handle my cracking on him anymore <laughs> <laughs> even that week or two weeks where i took over for him and the yeah, crowd yeah. wanted more they were. And, and how awkward that became for us jeremy i was wondering what was going on but i appreciate it mark and i hugged it out we and, did uh, we did
0: i love him i love here
1: him. i am guys thanks for having me back it's <laughs> all bro good to have you back and you, know? you guys still it So awesome. i'm proud of you guys the show still killing it still growing yes and uh People love it and I love it. So thanks for all you do thanks, all right, Thank man. you. Appreciate thank that. you for
0: your contribution. You know, you've been on many times. Seriously. Always add value, always bring energy. I'm excited for this. You know, the series is coming ahead. You know, we're gonna do a, a five parter with you if you if you got the time to block out the next, you know, five days here on the You need to. On the dose. Yeah, for the listeners out there, you need to block out as well. Cause definitely, uh, you know, we've been chatting just a little bit on what's coming for the next, the next you know, few days because You know, I see it come through my feed, you know, you and Jason Abrams, who we've had here on The Dose before, who is an absolute rock star, Uh, you know, you and uh, Jason and uh, along with Brett Tanner um, have created a a coaching program. Brett Mm -hmm. hasn't been on The Dose. He's ducking One day. Actually well, I only asked him once, but it, he you it, know he
1: In all aware. fairness, my guy Brett, Brett, you know, his, his office is like deep Mesa Santan yeah. area. Yeah, please. You know, Brett. Jeremy, you've lived here your whole life, you've yeah. been out there like four times. Total. All for pop Warner yeah. games. It's true. Yeah. I know it's true. <laughs> and uh so it would take him a good hour twenty to get to the studios. Yeah.
0: So Yeah. Please, Brett. Well, you know, no excuses play like a champion. That's right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I mean, are you committed or are you not? You know what that's I mean? Fair. I mean, he's got to be thankful for you here delivering the message to help him out too, right?
1: Well, that and I have a very fragile ego and need to get, you know, mic time every now and again. So uh, he's appreciative of that as well. It's true. It's uh, that's true. Good. He gets
0: enough mic time getting around, just as Jason does getting around the country. It's Jason, all good sir. stuff. Yep. But I, like I said, in all seriousness, I see it coming across my feed, the, the the coaching program that you guys have launched. And, you know, we see plenty of people in trying to get into this space that, um, you know, aren't in production that don't have teams, aren't even necessarily in real estate, or maybe they haven't produced for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Right? Or, or they're in it. Yeah. Like you said, haven't, haven't even done enough to even right. be considered a coach. So again, I mean, you have continued to grow your team, continue to do the production. Uh, I mean, all of you guys, I mean, doing a hundred million plus a year, um, you know, and so you guys have come together to, to, to create this coaching program. So I personally, as selfish as it is, I want to kind of go through, you know, some highlights, you know, um, I looked at some of your material, you know, which is, uh, you know, very, very impressive. And I want to kind of dive into a few highlights over the next, you know, four or five days to um, kind of extract maybe the main key points um, of what you guys have put together. And, you know, uh, first and foremost, kind of where I want to start, again, is the, is the uh, you know, the, again, the number one mistake in this industry in terms of folks um, not maximizing their biggest tool. And if you're getting tired of hear, hearing about it, well, that's your fault. You got to do something about it or don't listen to the dose. Um, but you call it, you know, your database is your data bank.
1: That's right, man. And, and yeah. so thanks for the setup there on that. We are doing a little bit of coaching and training and the, and the truth of the matter is, um, we've been at it a li- little while. I've been at it a little while. I've had a few more W's than L's. So I've been fortunate, yeah. Yeah. right? So I don't, by no means do I think I'm the master of everything. I've just seen a lot. And more importantly, um, like you guys, I've studied the game. I've studied the best of the best and spent the money and time over a decade plus of doing Mm -hmm. it. And so if I can help save someone a dollar or a minute just by sharing kind of what I've learned or what I've maybe extracted from others, that's what our company or what metrics coaching aims to do. The other thing is too, and I don't mean it uh, negatively towards any other programs out there, but man, I'm still in the trenches every single day. Brett's still in the trenches every day. Jason's in the trenches. Um, So when I teach or coach on a specific concept, I may hang up that phone and turn around and walk in my you know, call area of my, with my team and my bullpen and talk about those exact same principles and how it applies you know, in our team. Even Byron's pumped up about this stuff. He's excited. Yeah. He is He's excited. excited. I look love at him. it. Yeah. Guy, look at him. He's pumping his fist behind the glass. You're right, well, Byron. This, this, uh, I'm dedicating deserves. this segment to you. But, but, it's, it's, but it's, not, it it's, it's not theory. No, nah, it's not no. theory, man. We're in the trenches. And it starts with, and you just mentioned, Jeremy, uh, your database. And what we like to call, or what I like to call our di- your data bank, right? Why do we call it your data bank? Frankly, because there is liter- literally thousands upon thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting Staying there waiting in the database, ready to go. Yet for some reason we neglect it and we only go after some now business or other opportunity. Blows my mind. Blows me away. I mean, Jason Abrams says it best. It's like you're in a, di- a di- uh, diamond mine. You're inside it, diamonds around you, yet you're looking out of the mind into the desert, wishing you were out there somewhere. Yep. It's crazy. It's like driving down Scottsdale Road and looking around to your right, and there's that Taco Bell, and you're like, man, I wish I owned that franchise. The guy that has that thing's probably killing it. And then you drive and you see, you know, the Chipotle. You're like, man, I wish I, I owned that thing. That guy's probably killing it. The average franchisee, I'm sorry, is making roughly $75,000 a year if they're successful. That's why those franchisees that are making a lot of money, they have to own what? five, six, seven, ten. Multiple, yep. Right. In real estate, the, the opportunity really is unlimited. And I think it starts with what we've already accumulated in our own data bank, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about, if we could, Jeremy, we'll no. get into some of the things that I think we can be doing specific to our database, our data bank, to maximize what's already there. Okay, now, number one, uh, I don't care what you use for a database. You, you, you know what I'm going to say. Everybody always says it. Just which one works best. Whatever one you're going to use. one yeah. you're going to use. Yeah. You can use the Ferraris of the industry, the shebangs, the, the sinks, the boomtown. Um, or you could use the notebook. It doesn't matter. These same principles apply. And number one, I think the very first thing we've got to look at, have you systematically or come, uh, uh, approached your database or have you categorized your database such that you're placing higher priority on specific leads and lesser priority on others. In other words, No two leads are equal, right? No two things in this world are equal. I mean, Jeremy, let's face the facts. Your dad does not love his two sons equally at all times. (laughs) No, I mean, not even, I mean, I'm trying to be funny, but the truth is, think about your own kids at any given moment. Dustin, I feel bad for you sometimes. I really, really do. You do. And on the flip side, he probably feels bad for you because there's times, right, that we're going to look at things. No two things in this world are ever equal. No two leads Uh, are a dull
0: moment on the Gubernick show. Well,
1: it's just funny though. If you've got 500, bear with me, right? You got five, let's just say you have 500 leads in your database. Yes. Most agents say, you know what? I'm going to start calling my database today. And what do they do? start at the top of the list and start calling down it right there. They're saying my leads are all equal and that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. So number one, how are you categorizing your leads? So a lot of programs, a lot of systems, they'll use things like hot nurture watch or a B Mm -hmm. and C. I don't really care what you use. As long as you're able to identify those people that want to buy or sell in zero to three months, those people that want to buy or sell in three to 12 months, and those people that are 12 plus.
0: Is that how you're just categorized into three? That's how
1: I would go those three. So I would call hot zero to three months. I would call nurture three to 12 months. And I would call watch 12 plus or maybe A, B, or C or one, two, or three or whatever you want to do. Okay. Right? So number one, how are you categorizing them? Number two, what are your laws around those specific categories? For example, your hot leads. How often are you going to call your hot leads? In, on my team and in my program, voice-to-voice communication one time per, per week. If it's really a hot lead, Mark, lead, yeah. you yeah. got to be calling yeah. it at least one time per week. Right. Absolutely. If it's a nurture, you're talking about two calls per month. Mm-hmm. And if it's a watch, you're probably talking about one call, one, one voice-to-voice one per month. Now, yep. that's simple, right? How often do you think it's actually executed that, uh, at rare, that level? Rarely. rarely. Seldom, yeah. But it the phone call has got to happen. Now, a lot of people will depend on their drips, these automatic things coming out of their database. And And I could tell you, um, number one, the higher, the the, the rate is higher, the success rate is higher, the more intimate the interaction. For sure. I mean, hell, you guys have heard me say it before. If I could scale it, I'd be a door knocking team. (laughs) Like why? Because I want to be belly to belly, face to face. The The rate of success is higher face to face than it is on the next tier down, which is what my team is, phone based. Mm -hmm. And then what's the next tier down from that? text-based, and then email, right? So why we start on the fourth or fifth level of, of intimacy It's crazy, blows me away. So we've got to, to get to a phone call, which actually is to drive to what? A face-to-face. Right. Face. So focus on the frequency. In this market right now, how many times are you going to call somebody and they're going to say something like, oh, I just listed, or oh, I, you know what? I, I, I just looked at uh, buying a house with somebody else. Now, dare you dig into your notes and realize you were supposed to call them last week. See, we can't be missing these things, but we have to have a system to it. So what's the frequency of our conversation? What are the laws? Another reason why we need the laws is because we have to be laws of our categories. Whatever your laws may be, you've got to be speaking a similar language. with all of. If you're on a team or even if you're working with other agents, we've got to be speaking a, a similar language. Mark, if you say a lead's hot and I say a lead's hot, but we have completely different interpretations as as to what's hot, you can see a breakdown, especially within a a team. So again, I think we've got to categorize and I think that we've got to be, have a strategy for each one of those respective leads. Now, one thing, and I know we're going to probably run out of time today, but one thing I want to touch on um, is what we like to call the law of 100. Now, the law of 100, I'll give you the brief background on on this. So one day uh, I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking through uh, all of my agents. And there's one guy named Chris who is crushing everybody else. Now I love my guy, Chris, right? He's been with my team for a little while. Uh, Mm -hmm. he's good. He's good at scripts. He's good at communication. He's good at follow up. He's good at doing what he says he's going to do, but he's not exceptionally great. He doesn't have necessarily a higher skill rate than anybody else alongside him. So when Chris goes walking down the hall one day, I go, Chris, get in here, man. I go, dude, you got to help me understand why are you having so much more success than everybody else on our team? Like no disrespect, man, but your skills are average to above average. I mean, you're not, it's not like you're, you're, you're Mike Ferry here. I mean, right, you're not a right. script guru. He's like, I don't know, man, I, I'm, I'm consistent. I'm like, I could see that. I appreciate that. Consistency is going to win. He's like, I'm pretty consistent. Um, you know what else I noticed, Brian, everybody else on our team has a bunch of leads on their dashboard. I have 62. I go, what do you mean? He's like, no, like, you know how Jan, I'm just making up names. Yeah. You know how Jan has like 332 leads on her dashboard? I'm like, yeah, every agent wants more leads. He goes, no, Brian, every lead, every agent doesn't want more leads. I want 62. And if I could do it, I would get it even lower than that. I would get it as low as I possibly can. I'm like, I still don't understand. He's like, dude, nobody could follow up right. with 332 leads. He goes, I can't even follow up with 62 leads. He goes, Brian, I have 10 hot leads right now. Now, here's my definition of hot. And he tells me, he goes, I can't maintain 10 hot leads. How in the world can I maintain 10 hot leads and another 52 working their way to hot? Right. And I swear to you, I felt like an idiot. And it was a light bulb moment because I realized at that moment, at that time, that what Chris was telling me was counterintuitive. It was against everything I had thought in the past, which was get as many leads as I could to my agents and let them work it. What Chris had said was, the fewer leads I have on my dashboard, the higher the rate of success. And why? Because he could follow up. Right. He could make every call. He could get to know, not the leads, but the people on the other end of the phone.
0: Speed the lead, as you say, right?
1: He, he could Well, speed the lead's the next rule. But yes, he could be attentive to what was on his dashboard. And as a direct result, he could interact and actually set appointments and close business. It was that day or just there about- where I, I continue to analyze and I found that there was an inverse relationship between the success of the agents on my team and the number of leads they have on their dashboard. In other words, the guys and girls at the lowest count had more success. And we, we instituted, the law, instituted the law of 100. So on my sales team- Can't have more than 100 leads. You can never have more than 100 leads. On Friday, we call it F5. If you have more than 100 leads, we sweep whatever extra you have. So no agent ever. Now, mind you, once we taught this principle, there was pushback. And then suddenly some things started happening. Some success started to be had. And then you start seeing people like, you look on Friday at five and you're worried about them having over a hundred. And now they have like 48. Right. You're like, oh my God, this is crazy. And so going back to what's the principle or what can everybody apply here? Think the opposite of you've always, as you've always thought. Have fewer leads that you're actually working versus more leads that you're trying to catch up on. Work them harder, work them more efficiently.
0: Focus more attention on them and be more diligent through it. Now, right? if you're
1: a sol- Exactly. Now, if you're a solo agent, let's say you have 500 leads you've accumulated over the course of time. Let's assume you've, you've okay. accumulated all these leads. You can still work your 100 and you have 400 left, right? I said 500. So 100, 400 left. Doesn't mean you totally neglect the 400. You just load them up in the dialer every month, call through them and try to hook somebody right. and pull them onto your active pipeline, your active dashboard. Now, what do you have to do? It's a vicious circle here if you have a hundred and you hook somebody and pull them onto your dashboard,
0: someone else needs to gotta go. got
1: to kick somebody off into right. that bucket. Right. So a little long winded on this one, but no, I no, love like that though. I'm I so, that. I mean, I'm so passionate about this because we neglect so much. It's an outside the, the box
0: concept that most people aren't thinking like that. They're right. not operating like no. that. You know, they, I think that that is kind of the natural, uh, you know, mindset or belief in the industry is like, I gotta get more leads. I don't have a, or the leads aren't good. You know, it's like, you always want to shake people, people like, you know, the, from the, from the movie, like the leads aren't the problem. You're the problem. But I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful.
1: True. The yeah. messed up, you have a thousand leads in your dashboard, industry stats tell Impossible. us like, what well, one to 3% are going to close. Right. That's what the internet lead generation, I mm-hmm. got to convert one to 3%. So let's just say your average or even below average and it closed one to 3%. That means if you have a thousand, what's that? 30 deals. Yeah. Yet a lot of people aren't closing 30 no, deals. I don't so not. help me understand. Why? Right. And it's simply because of neglect. They can't. Right. Now, that's the, that's the industry standard. If you're good, you go to 5% or 6%. 1,000 leads, 50, 60 closings. I don't know about you guys. Nobody's done. Yeah, well, not, I saw not, the not cars you both pulled up. It wouldn't yeah. matter to you, <laughs> but it would matter to me. You give me 50, 60 closings, man. My. A game changer.
0: Yeah, game yeah. changer. Although most people's life change, that changes their lives. Absolutely. So, well, let's stop there and let's continue on this this crazy train with the Gubernik. The Gubernik train. Don't forget that workshop Wednesday today, nine o'clock orientation, ten o'clock business development. We got some social media tomorrow, and also Armless Live tomorrow. Mark, we're gonna talk whether you guys like it or not. Low hanging fruit. Talk about how people can make some money right now. Now,
1: right. I'm looking forward to it. Now,
0: see ya. See ya. Bye-bye.